This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. And I said, Chief, I'm so sorry I bled all over your colors. And he just stops me and he says, Sam, they're your colors too. What are you talking about? Welcome to the Off Duty Podcast, the podcast where we interview the men and women of law enforcement and help you to learn about the person behind the badge. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. My name is Anthony McNeil, retired police officer and your host. Let's get started. going on everybody welcome to episode number 46 of the off-duty podcast once again it's me your boy anthony mcneil back with another fantastic guest joining me here on the podcast now you guys know from time to time i'll bring people on that's not necessarily in law enforcement and today is one of those times someone reached out to me and they say you need to talk to this gentleman about something that's going to benefit all you guys in the law enforcement community And this gentleman here is a U.S. Marine vet. He's the National Director of Heroes First Home Loans. Please help me welcome Mr. Samuel Royer. Samuel, how you doing, sir? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and talk to me. Now, I want to let everyone get to know you a little bit better. Can you just share a little bit about your background, Sam? And and do you prefer Sam or Samuel? Uh, Sam's good, unless I'm in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you like to be called, Anthony or Tony? Yeah, Tony's fine. Tony? Okay. I didn't ask you that. I apologize. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, Yeah, can you just go ahead and share a little bit about your background and and let people know who you are? Well, my name is Sam Royer, and, and I am a Marine veteran. Very proud of my service. Thank you for that service, sir. Yeah, no problem. Been doing uh, mortgage banking for 24 plus years now. And uh, one of the biggest struggles I've always had is, you know, I am very proud of my service, but I never served in a combat zone. And not that anybody wants to run into combat, but, you know, every day I live down in Florida, actually, and I work with a lot of the law enforcement there. And uh, unfortunately, I see every day those those men and women come in front of me. They ask me about getting a house. And, you know, they're sitting there with a bulletproof vest on, they have a sidearm, you know, and they're, they're walking out of that office and, you know, they're in harm's way. And it, it always was a problem for me that I could get better home loan financing than they could. Mm-hmm. So um, I took it upon myself a couple of years ago to just try and change that. Okay. Now, you, how many years did you serve in the military, in the Marines? Uh, four, four years collectively. Actually, I, I was in 93 to 96, then 01 to 02. I went back in after 9-11 for a little while. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, you said you're, you're based out of Florida? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, but now I live in Florida, like everybody else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Did you go straight into mortgage work after you got out of the military, or was that something you were doing prior? Yeah, that was kind of my big joke, is I went from uh, a Marine to mortgage guy. So, yeah. Why why the mortgage business? Uh, Actually, it was weird. I I actually was married to a Marine that was stationed out in California. And, you know, I I looked in the paper back in the day when you used to look at newspapers for jobs. And I saw a job that said $1,300 a month plus bonus. And I thought, man, that's like $100 more than I made in the Marines. I think I'll jump on that. And uh, 24 years later, here I sit, you know, talking to you. Nice. Nice. Now, 
Hero's First Home Loans. Is that a company that you started? How did that come about? Yeah, so about four years ago, uh, when I was serving in in Florida, ultimately, uh, I just saw really the need to start a company that 100% mission was geared towards people that serve. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there that, you know, they go out and they talk about, we serve heroes, we do this, we do that. Well, I thought, you know what, why not make a company that truly stood for something and stands for something? And Heroes First, I this is how I always say it, Heroes First is who we serve and we do it through home loans. So uh, Heroes First Home Loans was born about four years ago, and I am fortunate enough to be the national director of it. And it's it's honestly been, you know, out of 24 years, Say the least, the last four years have been the most fun I've ever had. Awesome, man. We appreciate all the work that you're doing for first responders. I am a little familiar with your company. I am a licensed realtor, um, not practicing, but I I am a little bit uh, familiar with with your company. Hey, I'm licensed in Michigan in case you need a good mortgage guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Can always use one of those. (laughs) (laughs) For those that are not familiar with uh, Heroes First, can you just explain some of the benefits that your company offers to first responders? Yeah. So basically anybody that serves in our community or country, so be it military, law enforcement, firefighters, educators, healthcare workers, ministry or civil service, what we do is is we don't charge them any lender fees, right? So at the end of the day, mortgages are, are not a, a, it's a lucrative business, right? It's not something that, you know, interest is paid over time and money is made to mortgage companies. That's why there's like 10 million of them. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is that, you know, a lot of lenders charge those junk fees, processing, underwriting, you know, which adds up to about a thousand to 1500 bucks. Well, if you serve in our community or you serve our country, there's no reason we're going to charge you those fees because at the end of the day, your service is worth much more to us and your service and our being able to be honored to work with you is much more important than, you know, 1500 bucks. So we don't charge any of that. And then the second thing we do is we protect your family. You know, the one thing just working for years now with people that serve, we used to actually give gift cards out, right? And it was good. It was $500 gift card. But at the end of the day, we realized that that people that serve in a capacity that especially Leos do, law enforcement officers, they they are, they care about others, right? They mm-hmm. put others first. That's why they're in a job. They're not no cop is in a job to become a millionaire, right? <laughs> so at the <laughs> end of the, the day, truth. we wanted to protect. <laughs> very true. So at the end of the day, we wanted to protect their family. So what we offer is so like you, Tony, you're a retired law enforcement officer. If you got a mortgage through us, we would protect your family for the first three years. That if something happened to you, right? If you got killed by a drunk driver, forget the fact that you're even serving in the line of duty as a law enforcement officer. If you're off duty, you're driving down the street and a drunk driver hits you, we technically will give your family a check up to $300,000 to either help you pay down or pay off your mortgage. So we just felt that, you know, everybody, a lot of people give out gift cards. They give you free this, free that. At the end of the day, the protection for family is the most important thing, at least from what we've seen. And the cool thing about it is this is not, again, line of duty. So as an example, one of the big things I really wanted to make sure of, a lot of people don't know when 9-11 happened, some of the people that died in 9-11 didn't get their insurance benefits because there was a clause that talked about terroristic threats, right? So literally these men and women were serving, but because a terrorist attacks and, and you know kills people, they weren't getting insurance benefits. The families weren't. 
So we made sure that the insurance policy that we set up, that that line of duty, you know, it didn't have to be in line of duty and just like a military member. So let's say a Marine goes to Afghanistan and something happens to him over there, right? They're still covered. We didn't want any of those type of things to hinder those families being protected for us. So, okay. so that's what we do. We, we truly, you know, and it's not just the benefits as far as being a mortgage company, you know, I am, I'm honored and, and it's, it's humbling because I'm not a law enforcement officer, but I work with a lot of them, right? So Daytona Beach Police Department, I'm really close with that family, right? And I feel like I'm part of that family, and I'll tell you why. I do a ride called the Tour de Force Ride. The Tour de Force Ride was set up after 9-11, and mm-hmm. the money goes back to fallen officers' families. Well, the one year I happened to be riding, and I broke my face on a steel grate bridge, right? So I fell, mm-hmm. broke my face, broke my hand, right? And I had a Daytona Beach jersey on. So the chief of police, uh, Craig, comes up to me and, well, this is a little bit like a couple hours later. And I said, chief, I'm so sorry. I bled all over your colors. And he just stops me and he says, Sam, they're your colors, too. What are you talking about? And honestly, I'll tell you, Tony, at that point, you know, being a Marine veteran and and I really I stopped my service way too early. You know, Mm -hmm. I should have continued on. I was healthy. I was able. I just didn't have that maturity and I didn't have that guidance back then. Mm But, you know, it's one of those times you want to give the guy a bro hug and just start crying because he just, you know, he embraced me as a brother. Even though I don't wear a badge, I'm I'm very much part of the family of law enforcement officers, especially where I live. So just like we've we just had a officer shot, Officer Rayner, and, you know, our family came together. And, you know, that that morning when I wake up at two in the morning and I see something happen, I'm text messaging all my friends that are Daytona cops making sure they're okay. And then at four o'clock, you know, I'm driving coffee down to the PD. And one of the most humbling things is walking into that police station that morning, you know, three younger officers are there, one of them being a female, and you could just see their face, Tony. And it's, it's, it's something I'll never forget seeing the three of them and just knowing that their friend just got shot in the face. So that's why Heroes First Home Loans is here. We serve we don't just serve by doing mortgages. We serve in our community, too. And, and whatever somebody needs, you know, be it healthcare or whatnot, you know, Leo's firemen, we're just there for them. Do you have to be an active service member or, or military? Or, I think I'm sorry, you're asking that for personal reasons because you're retired <laughs> and you're going to refinance soon. So, no, if, you, if, you've ser- if you have served our community or country, you're retired. I, I work with a lot of retired guys. You know, if you're retired, you know, as long as you have that service, it, it's, you know, it goes down to the heart of the matter, right? Mm-hmm. If you're somebody, again, that, that is really dedicated, I'll give you an example. Heroes First, we honored somebody once. This man, he didn't fall under any of the seven pillars that we have, right? However, he was a coach for 15 years in the community. Now, he was a coach for 15 years. The man couldn't have children, right? But he still gave his time to go coach kids. It was a youth league, a football league. So he still took his time to do that. We honored that man as a civil servant because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you know, we do obviously having, you know, having a badge, right? You're cloaked in that shield of of, uh, greatness in the community, at least how I look at it. But sometimes there are people that step outside that box and they really do a lot of good things for a community. Heroes First Home Loans wants to honor those people because in America today, we need more of those people stepping up to the plate. So, yeah. Are you guys licensed in all 50 states? I, technically, we're licensed in 16 states. Our parent company, who is really uh, a big champion of leadership behind us, 
they are licensed. Actually, there's only one state I think they're not licensed in. So okay. a lot of times, if for some reason, like as an example, right now, California, right? I'm not personally licensed in California. Nobody on my team is. However, we do have people from our parent company that are. So at the end of the day, you know, we always have a network of people that we could champion. And, and to be honest with you, there's a lot of other mortgage companies that I know personally doing this 24 years that they do honor people. And I have no problem. The most important person at the end of the day is that hero, is that person. So if a cop reaches out for me from San Francisco, I am going to make sure they are taken care of by somebody that is honest, legitimate, and just truly is a heart to serve. That's, yeah, that's my mission awesome, as a national director. That's awesome. That's a awesome. That is really awesome. That's a great service that you guys offer there. I want to go ahead and get into what I'm known for, and this is what I call Dig Deeper. Before we get to the next segment, I have a favor to ask of you. I have a short five-question survey on stress and law enforcement. If you can complete the survey for me, I'll send you a $100 restaurant voucher that is good at over 55,000 different restaurants across the United States. It should take you no more than maybe a minute and a half. Now, there is a small fee to activate the voucher. I think it's like $7.95, but you're going to get $100 in savings at all these different restaurants. So go to the offdutypodcast.com forward slash survey form. That's the offdutypodcast.com forward slash survey form to complete the survey. Okay, let's get back to the segment. For all of you that listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know, Dig Deeper is where I get nosy and I go poking around my guest social media and I pull out certain posts and I craft questions around those posts. And Sam, in your case, I pulled out two of your LinkedIn posts. And the first one was a picture of you speaking with Senator Rick Scott. And I want to read the caption. And it's a lengthy caption here, but just bear with me, y'all. And the caption reads, sometimes you just have to take the shot. I asked Senator Rick Scott about a proactive policing bill that would force social media to alert local law enforcement when certain triggers happen. Example, you write, I can't wait to get the blood of a pig on my hands. You will get a knock on the door from the men and women in blue. It's that simple. It's time to take the fight to them and stop letting criminals treat our men and women in uniform like they don't matter. First of all, that is a freaking excellent suggestion. That's a great idea. And my question to you is, what was Senator um, Scott's response when you mentioned this to him? So I didn't ask you before we started this, but how blunt am I allowed to be on this? <laughs> Very. <laughs> Senator Scott, honestly, he was off the hook. He he truly, you know, there are certain people in your life that you'll ask a question to and they just kind of gaze over your head mm-hmm. like they're listening to you, but they don't hear you. Senator Scott, I'm not trying to schmooze him here. He honestly listened and he said, you know, that's a great, you know, I never thought about it that way type of, type of response, right? Mm-hmm. So I can tell you next week. I have a call with the chief of police of Daytona Beach, the sheriff of Flagler County, a head cyber guy uh, that basically runs the cyber division in law enforcement, two guys that are, are undercover guys that literally have been in the line of fire, and Senator Scott's office. Now, we're talking to his legislative, I believe it's actually the attorney, I, I don't I forgot the title at general counsel, but, you know, we are going to pose to him a lot of different ideas about how we can. And I I stole this from the untouchables. I didn't realize it at the time, but (laughs) taking the fight to them. But at the end of the day, I'm pissed. Like I, I am a civilian that that truly does love Leo's. And, 
you know, seeing somebody, and I don't know Officer Rainer personally, but I can mm-hmm. tell you all the personal connections I have, you know, it, it's very hard for me knowing that my friends are in the line of fire. So we need to do something different. The scumbag that shot Officer Rainer two and a half weeks earlier posted, you know, I can't wait to get the blood of pigs on my hands. You know, social wow. media has jumped into the censorship world. At the end of the day, if somebody is writing something as blatant as that, that that is somewhere somebody needs to be alerted. Somehow that account should be, you know, taken to, to task and, and put down for a couple of days. Because if I write something stupid, like I'm going to go hurt somebody or I'm going to go raid the Capitol, it's getting taken down or it's getting like some fact checkers coming in. Well, if you're going to come after my friends and my brothers in law enforcement, well, you know what? They are servants of our community that sit there. And, you know, it, it, Tony, you served for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have children. I didn't ask you this. But if you do or if you, you do, right, you're walking yes, in a Walmart. There might have been somebody you arrested, you know, two days ago that's walking the other way. Well, veterans, I love all veterans. I love the military and the people that, you know, we come home. You know, I'm not walking into Walmart worrying about somebody killing me. Were you, Tony? You might not even have a badge on or your uniform, but he might recognize you. And guess mm-hmm. what? You're there with your kids. Where are you going to run? What are you going to do if that person goes crazy, right? Yeah. So, Senator Scott, I was at the police chief's conference in Florida. If I would have had more in, uh, how would you say it? I, I use a, a vulgar word for this, but... If I would have been more of a stronger person, I was going to stand up in front of about 200 chiefs of police and ask him the question because he was really awesome. He came and spoke to all the chiefs and he said, look, if you guys have ideas about anything in law enforcement, please hit me up. Well, I was going to raise my hand and say, sir, I have a question. But, you know, I was kind of, you know, there's a lot of people there. So I just <laughs> walked up to him afterwards and you could see he he saw that I had a question. He engaged with me. And next week, like I said, we're going to have a conversation with them. At the end of the day, that is legislation that, you know, technically should have been done a long time ago. And hopefully we can craft something that they could become legislation. I just hope our country and the people that that lead us in politics, I hope they realize that at the end of the day, we need to start really standing up for the people that do serve in our community. I mean, you guys, Leo's joke about firefighters and cops and everything, right? A firefighter got shot at the other day. Like now we're getting really bad when firefighters are getting shot at. So the world is changing and we, we have to we have to put that armor of protection around you guys because at the end of the day, nobody else is doing it. And if if our leaders don't step up and start taking a fight to them, because think about it. If that scumbag got blocked on Facebook or Instagram, right? The next time you post something stupid, it might be longer. And he might think, you know what? I'm not going to put that stuff up anymore. And if it mm-hmm. saves one life, then then we did a job. We did a good job. But, you know, Officer Rainer is, is, is you know, he got shot in the head. I mean, you can't. And he's, he was a cop for, I believe, it's six years. I know three years at Daytona. But at the end of the day, there is a 26-year-old kid that that is there. And it's like something possibly could have been done. So. Yeah. That's why yeah. that's why I did what I did. And next week, I hope, you know, the senator's office, I think that honestly he could champion the cause. And then it's a matter of hopefully coming back on, giving you some good news that, hey, here is House or Senate bill, whatever. And, you know, maybe we can blast it out to other people to get, you know, get support of it. I picked that post for two reasons. One, like I said, it's an excellent idea. It should have been done a long time ago. And yeah. two, because I recently 
did a uh, Instagram live with uh, another LEO from my from my podcast network, and I talked about how the profession of of law enforcement we need to start utilizing social media more as a weapon because yeah. it's being used against us right now, and like everything else that happens in our profession, we're slow to change. And in this case, it's really doing a disservice to the, to the profession because it's really just one, it's a one-sided narrative. All the good things that, that are, that is going on in our profession just isn't getting out there as frequently as the negative stuff. One negative story can just ripple across the entire world, but Every day, there's hundreds and thousands of good, positive interactions going on that no one gives a damn about. And it's very I think, true, Tony. yeah, and I think we, as the people of this profession, we need it's on us because we see that the media, the social media platforms, the regular media, they're not going to pay attention to this. So it is up to us to drive that narrative across to people so that there's some type of counter balance there. Will it yep. make a difference? I don't know. But we have to do something and we have to do something in, to turn this thing with social media around. So your suggestion. Well, you know that term, if you don't stand for any, something, you'll fall for anything. And it's, it's yeah. just like at the end of the day, you know, my dad taught me, I'll never forget. I wasn't the greatest little kid. And yes, I happened to meet law enforcement <laughs> when I was younger. And I just remember my dad walking in and all I heard the cops say was, hello, Mr. Royer. Well, let's just say my dad had it added with me, right? And when I walked out, which it was kind of being drug out, but my dad literally, you know, everybody said, good day, Mr. Royer, right? My dad had the respect to those police officers, just like those police officers had the respect for my dad. I was mm-hmm. fearful of police officers, not in a bad way, because I thought they were going to hurt me, but right. because I knew that they were an authority figure that really, you know, stood for something. And at the end of the day, you know, more people like that need like just in general, it, there's no reason, Tony, you're walking the other way and you're in a uniform. I shouldn't be staring at you thinking like, you know, I'm Billy badass and I'm going to hurt you. Like you are somebody that that is a pillar in our community and people are breaking you guys down to such a point that it's just, it, it really hurts my soul. And my dad, unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. He'd be rolling over in his grave if he knew that, number one, I wasn't standing up for the men and women that served just like he did years and years ago. But number two, that our world has come to a point that Leo's are the bad guys. (laughs) How is that possible? No doubt. No doubt. Now, this is the cynical side of me coming out. Okay. Do you see this idea going anywhere, given that Um, it's in the hands of politicians? So I'm going to give you, uh, <laughs> so Sheriff Staley, uh, the man is a true servant, 41 plus years, I believe it is now. He's our my local sheriff, right? The mm-hmm. other legislation we have, which I'm sure we'll talk about, the Helper Act, you know, he, he jokingly said to me, he said, Sam, you know, two years ago, he came to me with this and he said, I thought you were crazy. And now we have it introduced into Congress, right? And he said, I didn't think you could do it. Well, trust me, this is not something I would love to champion because, Uh, you know, I just want to be a champion. It's Mm -hmm. something that now deep in my heart, you know, see, honestly, when I walked in and serving coffee at 430 in the morning, trying to get Dunkin Donuts to to have coffee done, I I had to go to Wawa actually, but 
you know, walking in and seeing those three kids, they're kids. I'm, I'm going to, it's funny. This is podcast 46 and I'm, I'm going to be 46 in like two weeks. Well, <laughs> 46, right. I'm walking in and these three officers were kids. They were 20 some years old, you know, and their yeah. friend just got shot. There were no words I could say. Now, later on that day, I actually took food down to officer Rainer's family. And I'll tell you, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm a grown man. I've been through a lot of situations. I didn't know what to say when I walked in. And thank God his sister cracked a joke because mm-hmm. here I had to get her gluten-free stuff because she, I guess she's gluten. And um, she goes, man, I didn't think you, you'd think I was such a pain in the butt that you had to get me gluten. And I just like <laughs> cracked a smile. But at the end of the day, what do you say to that family? You know, there right. she has a brother. Her mom and dad have a son that all they want to do is be a cop. You know, so at the end of the day, do I see this going somewhere? As much as people get behind it and champion the cause, just like with the Helper Act, the Helper Act, people are starting to get behind it and champion it. Mm-hmm. When something does come out and we have the name for it and whatnot, then at that point, hopefully you'll have me back on. And you know what? I'd love to get other people on board too, where they get to talk about why. Like, I'd love to get a cop on. You know, I know some of the officers that were involved in the arrest and stuff, and it's like, you know, get those guys on, get my buddy on, you know, from he, he's from my hometown, you know, where his his vehicle was targeted, targeted. Somebody took a picture of his undercover vehicle with the license plate. It got shared over 400 times wow. <laughs> where people are like, hey, you know, go get him type of thing. That is ridiculous. And those men and women, they have to have a voice, too. And at the end of the day, I know some of their departments might not let them talk as openly as me as a civilian. Yeah. That's where I think the power of civilians come into play, too. You know, a couple of years ago, I jokingly said to somebody, hey, I think I might become a reserve deputy or something. They're like, Sam, please don't become a cop. And I'm looking at him like, you know, I'm fit. I can do it. <laughs> and they're like, no. They said, you don't understand. The guys like you, we need more of you because you're vocal and you're not scared to walk up to a senator, a chief of police, a sheriff and be open with them, where if you're in a chain of command, you know, if your chain of command finds out, you know, they might have been mad that I walked up to Senator Scott. I don't know. But so kind of being on the outside fits a lot better. So I do think it'll go somewhere. It's going to be up to to men like you and I that, you know, we kind of shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. And man, you, you said so much there. But that last statement. I talk a lot, Tony. I bet you didn't tell you that. (laughs) No, I mean, you made all valid points, man. And that, that, that last statement about not being able to speak when you're on the job. I recently had Nate Sylvester on the podcast. And for those that don't know who Nate Sylvester is, he's the officer, the, the deputy marshal that was fired after making a TikTok video in response to LeBron James. And, okay. you know, he's now he's out of law hey, enforcement. Did LeBron ever back to him by the chance? No, <laughs> uh, somehow I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you go over to to Nate's social media now, his videos, he's free to speak. You know, yeah. and it's a shame that he had to get fired in order to have that freedom to speak. You know, and yeah. that's one of the changes that definitely needs to take place in our profession. The supervisors understand they have the political pressure put on them. And that was the case with Nate's situation. His his chief didn't want to fire him, but there were some politicians in the city that wanted him out and eventually they put him out. But yeah, man, it's just so much. We have so far to go, you know, in order just to even get back in the game. Tony, we got to get rid of the posers, 
right? The people that put on a nice facade. Look, I look my my youthfulness. You said you ask about like you know you kind of go back into the history. You know, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. Trust me, millions of them. Everyone you can <laughs> we think all of, have. I, I checked it out. Right. I went to high school with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. I'm calling him out on your podcast. I went to high school with him. I was a freshman. He was a senior. Um, I actually I, I did see him in his younger days coming up in the WWF and WWE. But, you know, everybody talks about him running for president and stuff. You know, I would challenge him if he is going to do that. I, I believe he look, he was in trouble with the law growing up. It's in his book and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think he knows what service means. And I think, you know, if that would ever happen, I would challenge him to to get rid of all the BS that's out there, get rid of all the political crap and actually yeah. get to the heart of the matter and really change his country for, you know, for the people. And look, you're always gonna have the bad apples. They're they're bad Marines. Trust me. I I was a very average Marine, right? Because I, I just didn't know. I was very immature. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, the bad apples, all the good cops out there, they want to do the right things, right? They don't like the bad apples because they, they make you look bad. It's just like the people that wear that, what's it called? Stolen valor. The guys yeah. that put on uniforms with all kind of badges and stuff and they're full of crap, right? So at the end of the day, let's like get down to the heart of the matter. And, and, and you know what? Call a spade a spade. If you're a politician that literally is going to sit there and talk shop, jumping over to the Helper Act, right? The Helper Act right now is in Congress, right? It, it is introduced legislation. We're trying to oh, get let, some let, people let, on let, board. Let, let, let me stop Go you for ahead. a second, Sam, because I want to – that's my next post I want to talk to you about. And okay. I, I, have some, I have a particular question I want to ask you about that. Go okay. ahead. Uh, but the, the, the post, Remind me, another, though, I got to tell you about the person I called out. So go ahead. OK, OK, I, I will. Yeah. The, the, this was a LinkedIn post, another LinkedIn post of yours. And it was a picture of Congressman Tim Ryan. And the caption okay. read, thank you so much, Congressman Ryan, for being the latest to co-sponsor the Helper Act. And my first question for those that have not heard, what is the Helper Act? So the Helper Act is is federal legislation that I'm trying to do, just like I have a VA home loan benefit, right? So it's cheaper for me, Tony. You're a law enforcement officer, a retired law enforcement officer. I can buy a home with better benefits than you can, and Mm -hmm. I just have a struggle with that. So what I did was we got federal legislation started so that basically under FHA, you could have the same type of home loan benefits that I can have as a veteran. So 100% financing, no monthly mortgage insurance, which does two things. One, it makes it more affordable on a monthly basis. Or two, let's say you are a person in a position that you can afford more of a home because of your income. Well, it gives you more buying power then. And especially with housing appreciating so much recently, you mm-hmm. know, I like I said, I live in Florida. The average income for law enforcement officers, firefighters, and teachers isn't that high. So affordability of housing is very important. So the HELPER Act, which stands for Homes for Every Local Protector, Educator, and Responder, what it does is just basically makes a new FHA program for individuals that serve in those capacities. Awesome. Awesome. Is it already going through legislation or is it just being introduced? No, it's been introduced. So it's House Resolution 3172. And basically right now we have 13 co-sponsors or sponsors, let's call it. We have seven Democrats, six Republicans. I know you mentioned Tim Ryan. I don't know the man personally. He's a Democrat from Ohio, I, I believe. You know, he joined on board and that's kind of what's happening. Now we're having more people join on board as the initiative and as 
the legislation is being introduced to people and, and they're getting to know about it because it's mm-hmm. honestly very common sense. It doesn't cost the government any more money to do these mortgages or back these mortgages. Because at the end of the day, we're not asking for money. We're just saying, look, Tony is a law enforcement officer. We want you to kind of give an insurance that when we lend him money as a lender, Heroes First Home Loans, if I lend you money under the Helper Act type of loan, the federal government's on the hook only if you don't pay the bill. So it has nothing to do with like government giving free money. It's just an insurance on that mortgage. Now, the other thing too, I just want to make this very clear. Heroes First Home Loans, that's a company I run. However, any FHA lender in the country I don't care who it is. If you're an FHA lender, if the Helper Act gets gets put into law and basically it's a new FHA program, Tony, you can go to your local bank that does FHA. You can go to a local mortgage guy that does FHA. Everybody will have this product available. So it's not a company-specific thing because some people have asked that, oh, you're just trying to make money. No, we're just trying to actually honor the people in our community the way that we honor veterans with the VA home loan that was started in 1944, 75 plus years ago. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that this is a bipartisan bill yeah. up to awesome. this point. Yeah. <laughs> because so. again, the cynical side of me is always, especially when it comes to politics and politicians, is yeah. how long is it going to take for them to screw it up? And the and the yeah. partisanship comes into play and they add all this other nonsense into the bill that separates yep. everybody. And next thing you know, a great idea like this is dead. So well, hopefully let me talk that about doesn't that. happen. Oh, go ahead. Do you mind if I jump in for a second? Because like it just got introduced into some newspapers and stuff. And some people are really bent on the fact that, you know, we only have cops, teachers and firefighters in it. Now, when we crafted the legislation, there's a program called the Good Neighbor Next Door program that's out there already. Okay. That under HUD already defines first responder as law enforcement officer, firefighter, and educator, as well as EMT, right? So we just kind of crafted it like that because the Good Neighbor Next Door program, as much as it has a lot of heart behind it and the reasoning behind it was great, it just recently I looked up how many homes were available in the state of Pennsylvania. There were three. Right. Well, how are you sitting there honoring law enforcement officers or firefighters or teachers when there's only three homes? Right. So the helper act, there's no like there's no the only limits on the helper act is there are um, purchase price limits. So the normal FHA limits are there. And the only other thing is you've had to have served for at least four years. Right. But other than that, you can buy any home you want. Right. You can go and, you know, if the, the purchase price limits, let's say 373, anything under mm-hmm. that, you can buy a house, any any street, any neighborhood, any city you want. So that's really now some people, like I was saying, they're like, why didn't you put this person in there? Why didn't you put this person in there? Look, as this bill grows, as possibly a Senate companion bill, I have a call after this with the U.S. Senator's office where we might actually have a Democrat and a Republican start a Senate companion bill. Right. If that happens, they can put in other people if they want to. But at the end of the day, the reason we laid the foundational piece the way we did was because we were just following HUD's guidance and what they already had. 
Now, the cool thing about this, Congressman Rutherford, who did champion this cause, he's a former law enforcement officer, 41 plus years, and he was a sheriff of Jacksonville, Florida. You know, he's already talked to the HUD secretary about this a little bit. And there is interest there even because affordable housing is on the forefront of everybody in Congress. So I don't Mm -hmm. think it matters if you're a Democrat or Republican. At the end of the day, you want to see people be able to afford the homes they live in. We honor veterans, military members every day with the VA home loan. Now, I really would love for this to be there so that law enforcement officers, firefighters, teachers know that we're involved in the community. Yeah, man, I, I sure hope it doesn't get lost like a lot of other programs when it comes to those knuckleheads that runs the government. Um, before we sign off here, I want you to yep. go back. You were going to put someone on blast. Uh. <laughs> I don't want to blast them too hard. But no, it's just, you know, it's, it's like we were talking about. Everybody out there that's listening, right? If you want to help get the Helper Act, which is honestly, it's already introduced into Congress, or even down the road, you know, if we do get the Rainer Act, we're, we would love to call it in, in honor of Officer Rainer. You know, the Helper Act, if you want to sit there and help out, it's a matter of just reaching out to your local congressman, your local senator, and saying, hey, you know, here is House Resolution 3172. We're in support of it. You know, we would love for this to happen. Please sign on to it. Because at the end of the day, if we can get over 220 congressional leaders on board, we can get this thing really going, right? If we get the Senate companion bill, we're going to get this thing really going. And it's really going to take, Tony, with with what you're doing and with others that we're talking to, with you guys doing the grassroots efforts of getting it out there, that's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, if we can serve the individual people in the community and the individual people in the community are shouting it from the rooftop, they have to listen. I mean, because there's no downfall to it. The only positive is that we are saying thank you finally. The thing that nobody says anymore. You know, everybody says thank you for your service, and I appreciate that. But you know what, Tony? You were 20 years wearing a badge. Thank you for your service. Thank you for that 19-year-old now in Florida that becomes a cop. Thank you for their service. Like, we need – and firefighters – I don't run into fires. I'm running the opposite <laughs> way. Those guys, I know this is a Leo podcast, but those guys are <laughs> awesome. You know, teachers, teachers, this is one that really bugs me. You know, all this stuff is going on, obviously, with COVID and stuff. At the end of the day, my dad was a teacher, right? Teachers want to teach. They want to lead. Don't get involved in all the nonsense of this theory, they're not working, they don't want to go back to the classroom. That's all the that's all the noise. That's all the yeah. union noise. That's all the the crap. You go to your teachers when you were kids. Think about when you were growing up, right? Those teachers love you. They come to school to teach you to change the world. I don't care your political views, even. Honor those people. Those people truly do. Look. Somebody in my past um, was a teacher, right? Her first day on a job, a little girl came to her and said, my daddy's raping me. Wow. What do you say? What do you do? That's your first day on the job. Now, think of all those kids. I, I jokingly said there was a politician once that asked me about how are teachers heroes. Now, at the time, I had three children. They were teenagers. And it was puberty highway, Tony. It was Puberty Highway 101. I said, now I had three. Think about putting 30 of them in a classroom and you have to deal with that. Now throw in social media and everything else. Those individuals truly do serve. So it's like, look, there's a lot of people that we could think in the communities. But at the end of the day, 
right now, the helper act is something that we truly believe in. Um, it's something that police officers, firefighters, teachers, we want to get them better home loan benefits. And I truly hope that all the congressional leaders, all the senators out there, they don't let all the noise get in and they follow their hearts. And just remember, remember that one police officer that possibly changed your life or maybe gave you that break because they knew you were a good person and you just made a mistake. That firefighter that possibly saved somebody you knew, you know, that teacher that may, maybe made that one difference in your life. Remember them when you're thinking about joining on to the Helper Act. And, you know, hopefully we can change the world, brother. For sure, man. Listen, before we get out of here, um, again, I appreciate you coming on and just sharing all of this information with us. I hope that both of these fantastic ideas get pushed through without any delay or any problems, and they both become uh, legislation here. And for people that want to learn more about Heroes First Home Loans or or yourself, how can they reach out to you? Uh, just they can go to our website. It's Heroes First. So it's H-E-R-O-E-S. And then first, F-I-R-S-T dot com. They could always call me. I'm an open book. So I don't know if you want my phone number, but 610-703-5626. They could always call me if they have questions about the legislation, anything like that. I am, this is, you know, we want to change the world, Tony. And and at the end of the day, this is a little thing. This is one little thing that will help that police officer that's possibly coming onto the force that, you know, a lot of leaders in, in law enforcement, it's tough to recruit right now, you know, so we need to give them a couple more benefits so that, you know, young Tony coming in saying, I want to be a cop. If I'm the sheriff and I say, Tony, come on, come work with us. And you're like, well, why? Well, here's <laughs> one more benefit you're going to have that our country truly does back you, Tony. So yeah. that, that's how we want to help. And it's, it's, it is, it's going to be a matter of everybody just shouting it from the rooftop. Well, when you get any updates, man, please reach out to me and let me know oh, well. what's going on. I'll be happy to share. I'll be happy to have you back on in the future so yeah, we can you. talk about those updates and everything. Guys, I'm going to put all of Samuel's information down in the show notes. So make sure you go over and check out uh, his information, check out his uh, social media, see what he has going on. If you're in the market to refinance or you need a home loan, go over and check out Heroes First. They back us, first responders. So let's support them. Samuel, sir, again, thank you for your service. Thank you for all that you're doing for first responders. We appreciate you. Uh, Continue success to you, sir. And um, before we get out of here, any last words? No, just, you know, everybody out there, just stay safe. And, you know, honestly, there is a part of America that truly loves you and truly appreciates you. And just, you know, we think we salute you. So thank you, Tony, for your service as well. Yeah, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Guys, you know what to do. You know how to support us. Whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on, please subscribe. Please leave a review. Unfortunately, now we live in the algorithm world, and that is how the podcast gets recognized and gets boosted up when you guys leave those reviews and follow us. I appreciate you all. You guys stay safe, and I will see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye.